Welcome to this episode of the award-winning Best of the Left podcast. This is a sample of our recent bonus episode. Every couple of weeks or so, our crew of researchers, Amanda and myself, get together for a roundtable discussion. So here's a few minutes for free so you can see what all the fuss is about. Okay, so let's explain their reasoning. So like that that initial reasoning, I think, is the more honest version. The basically, we are trying really hard to enforce a super old school, super patriarchal, very anti-LGBT idea of Christianity, and we want to impose that on the rest of the nation and the world. Empathy is making it really hard for us to do that. And so you hear the arguments that I just laid out. What I'm about to read is the much more, I think, sinister because of its cleverness of how they try to slip in the idea of doing away with empathy, but framing it in uh, very unobjectionably good ways. So a different critic of empathy says, by elevating empathy over compassion as the superior virtue, there is now an entire culture devoted to the total immersion of empathy. Books, articles, and social media all trumpet the importance of checking one's own beliefs, values, judgments, and reasons at the door of empathy, end quote, which I think is a dog whistle. I think that sentence is a dog whistle that if you empathize with others, you may find out that your beliefs are wrong is like, ooh, don't go there. Because the one thing I know as either a conservative or a Christian or whatever is that my ideology is correct, reality be damned. So if I'm in danger of being told I'm wrong, then that's not worth listening to by definition. And then he continues, empathy is the sort of thing that you've got someone drowning or they're in quicksand and they're sinking. And what empathy wants to do is jump into the quicksand with them, both feet. And it feels like that's going to be more loving because they're going to feel like, I'm glad that you're here with me in the quicksand. Problem is, you're both now sinking. All right, we're back. It's been about an hour or so, and no, it's not because Dion's rural internet was so shitty that we had to stop. It was actually because Aaron's red state electrical grid failed in suburban Atlanta, and we had to wait for her to come back online. Did, did we mention that we're in favor of an infrastructure bill? Here, here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So empathy is like diving into quicksand. As a big fan of metaphors, I will point out that they can often be used to wildly mislead. And I think that's the case <laughs> in this one is that they, they set up a metaphor with quicksand and any idiot who, as you just mentioned, watched any show or cartoon from the 1960s to the you know late 80s or something knows that you don't jump into quicksand to try to save someone. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so with that premise laid down, you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. I guess if empathy means diving into quicksand, then that is obviously bad. It just turns out, as they you know explain in more detail, and we'll keep hammering on, that's not how it works. 
not that's not what empathy is. It's not how it works. No one who has empathy thinks uh, the way to help someone is to jump in the quicksand with them. Doesn't make any sense. So if I'm to get this correct, to empathize with a homosexual does not mean you yourself become the homosexual. <laughs> I mean, that does <laughs> that does seem like a stretch. Like it does kind of seem like. I mean, if you're going to empathize with the plight of homosexuals being oppressed, like, yeah, you should probably have sex with someone of your own gender. Like, I mean, it is a lifestyle choice. So. Right. I mean, this is a joke, but it's also not too far away I, from why we're having this conversation. I, there is that deep seated fear that I might catch the gay or maybe right. I'll do the thing that I'm actually thinking about is probably more, more accurate. Mm-hmm. And just so. a side note, the gays do not want you here. <laughs> <laughs> invitation <We would> only. <laughs> just rather be in our own quicksand. okay i i apologize that joke i made about having sex with someone of your same gender clearly violated my own rule on banning satire or nuance in any way like we can only be crystal clear with what we mean otherwise we'll be (laughs) taken out of context and misinterpreted (laughs) i think i'm gonna run out of things to say (laughs) My take on that quote about the quicksand, and I listened to more of these people talking and giving different examples, and every example they give about having empathy for someone is about personally being in contact with them, that someone is drowning and you are the person who can either save them or not save them. There is like no degree of separation. There is no group dynamic whatsoever. There is no having understanding or empathy for the plight of a group of people or an individual who you don't know and will never know and have no ability to influence or have any contact with in any way. And so I think that's another way that they manipulate that metaphor is, is by ignoring the fact that, I mean, I mean, speaking for myself, I think I don't know, 99.9% of all people I've ever had empathy for are people who I've never met and will never meet. That's me. So if you're giving examples of why empathy is bad, taking the 0.01% of instances where you are the confidant, you are the counselor giving help to someone who has come to you and told you their story doesn't make any sense for critiquing the concept of empathy more broadly and it's wildly manipulative mm-hmm. a little self-indulgent as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well and i also think this whole conversation around empathy and the metaphors that they give such a male-centric view of empathy because i don't care if you're a right-wing woman or a left-wing woman or don't consider yourself in any of that realm. You're taught empathy. You're taught to have empathy. Now, it doesn't mean for all necessarily, as we can see, but you are taught empathy and to have that and to place that above yourself. That's why you see a lot of Christian women that, you know, go against their interest. It's complicated. There's a lot of reasons for it, but, you know, who they do have empathy for would be their white male counterparts. So I think being able to say that empathy is a sin and put it in the way that they did that you wouldn't have to tell me it's a male who was quoted in that 
Yeah. Yeah. The feminization of feelings that's seen as weak, right? Because of the way we are all brought up and the socialization in our culture. So yeah, caring about someone else, like giving a shit about somebody who other than yourself is seen often when you get and dig down to the root of it as a feminine quality. And whether or not you think that's bad depends on. (laughs) Well, and just to go after them a little bit further shows like a complete lack of emotional intelligence on several levels. (laughs) Mm -hmm. As we're going to continue reading quotes from these people, I think that they are doing a really good job of hiding the misogyny that you both are pointing to, the sort of cloaking, the ideas of empathy being feminized in language that makes the listener believe that that is not what they're doing. And in fact, they do believe in caring for other people. And in these examples that they they give, they're not group dynamics or anything like that. They always see themselves as the counselor, the helper, the potential savior of these individuals who are suffering from some sort of trauma. But there is very explicitly another sort of ulterior motive at play. And that becomes really clear in this next quote. And this is, I think, the scrubbed version of that first quote we read that resulted in people obviously wanting to marry their fish. This is that concept toned down. So it continues, when I see a brother or sister who is experiencing what they call trauma, and I first, before diving in with them, inquire as to the source of said trauma, and then discover it is rooted in rebellion, in sin, or in simple ignorance of God's truth, the last thing they need from me is the validation of their emotional responses. They need me to stay out of their emotions, stay firmly planted on solid ground, and reach out a hand of help. I can sympathize with their situation, but I cannot enter their emotions, not if I actually love them. And that's how they make that turn. They say it is mm-hmm. more loving to judge people's trauma and decide for yourself on their behalf whether or not their trauma is justifiable or if it is actually their own fault for doing something that God disagrees with. This is reminding me a lot of the giving tree <laughs> in this book that many of us were read as children and how now they've apparently updated the book because in the book originally the giving tree gave of itself so much that it ceased to exist and now we've updated that book in some way to kind of show boundaries from the tree and help someone else in a healthy way but and I don't want to jump ahead too much here but like (laughs) this it's not the Amanda principle exactly but we're, we're treading in those waters of trying to find this nuance that makes a a thought that we all accept and think is rational apply to something completely irrational. I I think that it is not the Amanda principle, but we are watching in real time as a structure of power tries to reinvent itself to maintain Mm -hmm. its status quo system. And the way that happens is you always have to adopt the new 
cultural and social norms, but twist them in a way that maintains old power structures. They say right up front, not in the quotes that I have in front of me, but they say right up front, we live in an age of empathy. We are told to have empathy from every corner and it is working. In a previous quote, they did talk about how Christians through empathy have gained acceptance for not only homosexuality, but same-sex marriage. They think that is abhorrent. And so they think the mechanism by which we got to that point must, by definition, be bad. And they have, I think, accurately pinpointed empathy as a major factor. So you know, we see that and think, yeah, no, that that's right. When you empathize and learn about other people, you become more liberal and accepting because, of course, you would. But they, in their attempt to rigidly maintain old ways of thinking have accurately pointed to empathy as a danger to their whole system, but they can't just say that and sound like monsters. Otherwise you end up sounding like that first quote, which just sounds monstrous. These guys are much more clever and couch it in. We are actually showing a greater degree of love than those who empathize. Those who empathize will allow people living in sin to continue to wallow in that sin. If you really love someone, you will, as we might say, uh, judge them for who they are and tell them that they're wrong to be that way so that they can you know, figure out how to stop doing that as a way of solving their trauma, not dealing with life as it actually is for those people. It's kind of a conflation of the hate the sin, love the sinner. Absolutely. In this, they're kind of hate the sinner for sinning and tell them how wrong they are about sinning. If you are empathetic, if you do have empathy, it does change you when you do run into new people or find out about new people or a new way of living. If you can, as they, they say, you know, put yourself in someone else's shoes that is it for today's free sample. Paying members are who make this entire show possible. And so these bonus episodes and the bonus clips that go in our regular episodes are all just to say thanks to them for their support. And we've been in a drought of advertisements on the show for a while now, which means we are all the more grateful for every single member who signs up. If you would like to be our newest member, you can sign up at bestoftheleft.com slash support or from right inside the Apple Podcast app. If you can't afford a membership, I offer financial hardship memberships. Just drop me an email and we'll get you all set up. As always, thanks for listening and thanks for your support.